0: Hello, I'm Scotty McCoy, and I am the author of the Ultimate Friday the Thirteenth Trivia Book, and I'm writing another book titled The Ultimate Slasher Movie Encyclopedia, and I am interviewing the cast and crew of the a Nightmare on a, Yeah of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, and I have with me who starred in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, Jason Lives. Um, she played Elizabeth. Nancy McLaughlin, and this is an impromptu interview, so this is my first one, so I'm very excited to do an impromptu interview with Nancy. How are you doing, Nancy? I am
1: doing great, Scotty, and I'm so grateful to be here with
0: you. I am or so great that you. we can have this interview.
1: Yeah,
0: it's going to be good. <laughs> Definitely. So, what was it like starring in a Friday the 13th film? Well, starring is a big
1: word. I wouldn't use starring, but I was at the time it was just such a blast because we worked with so many friends and just going to Georgia and just exploring everything and I'm not it was surprisingly amazing and it's been surprisingly amazing ever since
0: that's so awesome so um what was your audition like for the film
1: well that's hysterical uh, <laughs> because Tommy wrote the and at that time, well, always, I was never allowed to be Nancy McGraw. My name would be, we wouldn't say my name. <laughs> oh, Friday the 13th, yeah, no, forget that. Um, I, we just didn't say my name. So they never knew I was married to Tommy. And I'd go in and i have to read like everybody else. But the part was written for me, and it's how I speak, and it's how I think.
0: So it was kind of like, that's awesome. So <laughs> that is great, and I, I mean, I would, I always wanted to be in a of the Thirteenth film, and I will be honest, Part Six is definitely, my, I would say that is my favorite. Um, and to be honest with you, uh, your, your role in that film is probably the most iconic role for me because you have all the comedy roles and. You might not be in the film that much, and you might not be a main character in that film, but your roles and lines in the film itself are legendary that everybody just remembers Nancy's lines or Elizabeth's lines. I love you! <laughs> You're so funny. What's the truth? That
1: really touches me like you can't believe. No problem. Because honestly, i mean, it's it so little, <laughs> and I'm so honored people remember it. And honestly, because I'm that person who would...
0: you there? you there? you there? You there, Nancy? Damn. I have no... It's not a problem. (laughs) I'm still recording it so I can always edit that part out. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Not a problem. I know <laughs> Okay so where were we at Let's see the third question is um, How was your death scene created And what was it like filming your death scene
1: Um Creepy <laughs> um, How was it created Tommy's brain I think he wanted to kill me really But I didn't know at that time <laughs> um, Just kidding um, I, He just wanted it to be a really fun death scene Right And actually it was a really scary death scene because being viced in mud underwater your head yeah. so your body can't move i mean you, you can't move or breathe with a regulator where the mud was going down my throat that they thought it would work <laughs> it's tremendously scary i think honestly okay let me think i'm trying to go through i honestly think i had this truly most death defying kill I mean where it actually
0: could have killed me. <laughs> I can agree with that. That would be very gruesome. I mean you see people like getting their head crushed and you see like um like you see uh you know Sissy, you know Renee jo- Renee uh, Jones end up getting her head twisted off but like she yeah. that that's all prosthetics and everything. You're seeing you're literally like drenched in mud and your face is in mud. Yes.
1: And my head was submerged and laced in mud. Oof. That's the scary part. And literally, I was so scared to ruin the take that I'd let them let go down as long as I could until I was going to die, and then I'd raise my hand. And <laughs> after two regulators, the producer came screaming in and said, just do it. Keep your head down. You're not getting a risk. He did. Wow. And so I did it, and it worked.
0: <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> I know. thank
1: you. Thank you for caring about me, Mr. Producer. I will. His name. I
0: won't say his name. <laughs> So, as spoken in the Crystal Lake Memories documentary, you were almost "quote unquote" killed in a film, um, in filming the scene where Jason drives the spear through a car windshield. How was the experience okay. like when filming, and how did the scene go so array to the point that you almost got "quote unquote" killed?
1: Because it was a very inexpensive the glass that breaks that's supposed to, you know, faux break, they used real glass. And I didn't know they were using a real spear as well. Well, it was breakaway glass, but it wasn't breakaway glass. So, and no one told me that it was a real spear, because if you told me that, I'd be scared. (laughs) I was told how easy this would be. All I have to do is when he does that, duck. And I did that, and it was a real spear. And I felt so bad for um, CJ because it slid on the glass, then broke through, and missed my head by literally an
0: inch. Wow. Would have gone straight through my head. Wow. So that was good. one take.
1: We did that in one.
0: Wow. That's insane. And I wouldn't even want to do it again, to be honest with you. So I'm glad that they used what they did.
1: Well, they had to because they didn't have any more glass. And Uh-oh. two actors that refused to Jason. Uh, uh, CJ was so incredibly kind and thoughtful and he was so worried about me (laughs) I mean he was just wonderful and so yeah and I think you know Tommy was freaked I mean we were all freaked at how close it came
0: right it was
1: it was scary but I'm okay on that
0: that's great so, um, let's see. What else do we have for you? So, how was it like working on a film where, um, Tom, you know, Tommy was your husband? Um, yeah. How was it like working with him as your boss overseeing the production, and how was he as a director?
1: He's a brilliant director. Working with him is very easy for me. I work with him a lot. When we got married, we chose family first, so a lot of times I would take roles With him as opposed to other roles so that the family could stay together so the kids would always we'd all be together so I've worked with him tons and I have to say it's very simple when you trust someone and he he is a visionary right great director he has attention to minute detail and he's got your back when he says he has the take he has the take I might think I blew it 15 times but he knows in another take I did it right so if you can trust your director, and I do, uh, it's really wonderful. Really? So I love working with people I trust. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've had that opportunity like for four years on any day now. It was incredible. I had directors that had my back. Everybody filming, you have to have each other's back. You have to care. And you have to care about the other actor. You have to care about the production. You have to care about the eight, uh, PAs. You have to care about everybody. And then it becomes a family, and then you get a great movie.
0: I agree. I completely agree. It's always teamwork. Like it's even like at my job, I'm a software database engineer at uh, Computer Software Incorporated, full time. And it's at the point that if you're stuck, you have to trust your coworkers to help to help you out, and you know, so you can fix it for the client. It's a team effort.
1: It totally is, and I admire you so much. I respect that you understand that. Thank you. Because it's tough.
0: It is. It is, and I mean, I get along with everybody at work mainly because we all have, like, the same personality type. We all have that joking sense of humor. um. So yeah. it, it really works out, like, where we all get along. And I haven't been there that long. I've been there, like, six months now, and it was because of my best friend got me into the – really got me the job. Like, he got me the interview, you know, connections who so you know. And uh, right when I started there, I it, it was like we immediately clicked. They immediately accepted me as part of the company.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that really is. Definitely. Have you ever heard of the Gallup Poll Strength Finders? You they know s- what the Gallup Poll is? Usually around election times, people call for Gallup Poll to see where the polling is.
0: Yes. What. Okay. So they have – the Gallup Poll has been around forever, and they came up with – the
1: strength finders, right. and they, there's a top 34 strengths, but you only need your top five. Right. The top five strengths are who you are. And the whole concept behind it is for what exactly you just said. Right. Um, you hire people to fill in each other's gaps. So you don't hire someone, to, you, you would hire someone, like I do a lot of things well, but there's a lot of things I don't do well. Right. So I'm not very good with the computer. Actually, so you all, I, I shouldn't spend my time on my weaknesses right. i should I should shine my
0: strengths, yep,
1: if you ever get a chance, I would do that just with a group of friends. It's fun with friends, it's fun with work. It's fun if you're gonna date somebody. I think it's really good to know people's how well or what are the things that makes us work well together and how to deal with that. It's a wonderful concept
0: yeah, That's really so, interesting,
1: Yahoo strength finders.
0: Definitely. <laughs> so, Guess
1: what my top strength
0: is? What?
1: Positivity. I can tell. <laughs> All my strengths are about people, adapt, adaptation, about creativity, about connectedness, about caring about – my five top strengths are so ridiculously people-oriented. Right. And it's true. That's who I am.
0: I can tell and that's a really good strength to have because not a lot of people are people person you know people you know what I mean thank you I appreciate that
1: but I really do get along with most people I like people
0: (laughs) so how did you get your start into acting
1: this is going to crack you up (laughs) my father actually excuse me I'm having my lunch too
0: no problem (laughs) <laughs> it's um, an impromptu interview. Everything—it's basically a no holds barred at this point.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. No problem. Uh, getting quickly, um, my father was a comedy writer for Dick Van Dyke, Red Skelton, all early TV. Right. And you're not going to believe this. Uh, in 1964, my, my father worked on the Ed Sullivan Show as well. Hmm. And he would take us for interesting people, but I was like it. I was like two. And my sisters are all older than me. So guess who saw the Beatles? No, I was three. I was uh, three and um, I saw the Beatles and I recall feeling there was cause that's when you start feeling, I recall the comedy act right before the Beatles, right. Mitzi and her husband. And I had seen them before. Everybody kept screaming, boo, the Beatles. And I, my heart just broke cause I had no idea what the Beatles were. All I knew was mm-hmm. these people were trying so hard. These people are booing them. And then I saw the Beatles, and my sisters were all jumping, screaming, crying. So I started jumping, screaming, crying, and I pretended like I passed out. This little stinking three year old's pretending she's passed out. <laughs> and uh, I thought I wasn't. And I got to meet the Beatles. That's okay, awesome. so, so my dad was always in the business, and so I was always around producers, and they always tried to get me to work. And I always, from three years old on, I wanted to be an actress. It was awesome. And I started my first
0: real paying job was Days of Our Lives. And I did that for about four years. Are you serious? Uh-huh. I love Days of Our Lives. I still watch to this day. Actually, I because I'm at work, you know, nine hours a day, so I don't watch it during the day. And I don't have yeah. a DVR at my apartment. So when I come home to my parents' place on the weekend, I watch five episodes, like all five episodes the whole week <laughs> so, on Friday night. I, so. <laughs> who'd you, I love
1: that.
0: Who'd you so play on my, Days?
1: That was my first paying gig. Then, um and then like right after that I got some uh music videos right. and I was on Fran- as a dancer this is be- you know like I was trying to act but as right. was a dancer so my first movie was one from the heart with Francis Ford Coppola.
0: nice
1: and that was hysterical because oh I shouldn't say that that was a great movie I'm sure uh but there was a scene a Las Vegas scene yeah that they the whole studios were decked out with like you were in Las Vegas right. and they were serving everybody alcohol cause they wanted it to be like real and people right. to be drunk. Yeah. And I was sort of against that kind of thing. <laughs> cause like I have to dance. I can't like, drink. And yes, I didn't like that. So I didn't. And so they start the shot and I didn't realize mm. Francis Ford Coppola, fine, amazing director, he, is in the, he was right next to me or something, and he was in the shot, and he didn't want to be seen. So he grabbed me and pulled me in a car and kissed me.
0: Wow. <laughs> that... Oh, my God. I know. Kind of cool. So, question before we continue the interview. Um, who did you play on Days?
1: Um, Nobody. It was a silly... A Kathy was her name. She was in Shenanigans. I, mean, I don't even know if they have Shenanigans. I'm sure they don't.
0: Not anymore, um, no.
1: That was just one. I wasn't... I wasn't made in lead. I was three days a week. It was just a friend's friend. Okay. It wasn't big, but it paid my bills.
0: That's true. Do you still watch Days?
1: Well, well, my dad eventually worked on it, shockingly. And yes, and
0: quite honestly, this is going to crack you up. You know Susan Hayes and her husband? Yes, Bill Hayes.
1: Yes, yes, I go to Bible study with
0: them. Do you really? Yes, I do. That is awesome. Are they really nice people?
1: They're wonderful, and they are like they have something to do with the choir. It's a very small Bible study, and it's about learning about the social mm-hmm. times of, of the Bible and about the words. It's a very unique, different kind of Bible study. But anyway, uh, yeah, I love the way she thinks. She's amazing.
0: Can you do me and a favor? Look my dad. Can you do me a favor? Sure. Would I be able to uh maybe talk to her on the phone one day, even if it's on your even if you're with them?
1: Honestly, the Bible studies stop for the summer. Okay. But it doesn't go back till September. So if if she's there, I'd
0: call you. Awesome, you that'd know? be great. I would love to talk to her. I mean I would love I really love Julie Williams on days and she cracks me up. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I have not I really don't want to I really should. should. I used to. I really don't watch a lot of television right
0: now. I'm so busy. So. I understand I mean,
1: that. And I don't mean it's like I'm so cool busy. I mean, I'm like gardening, cooking, right. yoga, and working, <laughs> and writing. I'm right. And writing. So much
0: going on. Yeah. Because I, I, uh, I'm actually going to be interviewing Carrie Noonan uh, coming up. Uh, I know she says she's busy all this week and most of next week, but she said in two weeks she'll let me know her, her schedule. I love her. And, and I, I have not spoken to her in a while. I had her actually okay. as a student, um, at Champlain University. Or Champlain College. She did not. Yes. She taught my ethics class. That is the
1: coolest thing in the
0: world. I know. I was I was I, once I see my teacher on my schedule as Carrie Noonan, this is like two years ago, but I seen it as Carrie Noonan, I'm like, wait a minute. This can't you be Carrie no Noonan from Friday the thirteenth part six you got that bit away, you didn't think her name was just Carrie Noonan? No. I I, I study Friday the 13th, Um, ha- like, the back of my hand. That's why I'm writing an encyclopedia on Slasher Movies. <laughs> I, I can tell you now, I know, like, most of the cast on, like, almost all of Friday the 13th. Like, most, like, at least, definitely the first date. Like, for example, well, I will, I'll just go from here. Um, I'll do part six. So we have Nancy McLaughlin as Elizabeth. We have Tony Goldwyn as Darren. We have Renee Jones as Sissy Baker. Carrie Noonan as Paula. We have Darcy DeMoss as Nikki. Tom Fridley as Court. We have wow. David Kagan as, uh, as a Sheriff Mike Garris. Uh, Jennifer yep. Cook as, um, as uh, Megan Garris. We have uh, Tom Matthews as Tommy Jarvis. We have, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's Vinny Guistafara, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, he played Deputy Rick Colon. And we have yep. uh, we have Michael Swan as Officer Papaz, I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, Mike Nomad as uh, Officer Thornton. Yep. Um, I don't know if I missed anybody, but uh, oh, yep. C. J. Graham yep. as Jason Voorhees, and then there was Ann Ryerson as Katie. Um, oh, Whit- huh? Whitney Ryback played Roy. Yep. Um, I fr- I I know uh, Alan Blumenfield was there. Um, I don't know if yep. he played Stan or I think he was Stan. And, there was, right. and then, and the then, honest, the yep, and then, Al, I, and then, uh, I, I think it's uh, is it Alan Faison. He played Larry, I believe. Oh. And then Alan, I mean? and then Alan B- Blum. Oh, there's another one that played Bert. I can't remember who he is off the top of my head. How would I, I, I do? It's
1: you. It's me. But I do have to say, it's not Mike Garris. It's Mick Garris, and I'm going to tell
0: you why. Okay. Because Mick Garris is a real friend of Tommy's. Oh, really? Oh, he's,
1: a, he, um, he's just a great guy. But interestingly, have you ever seen the movie Unbroken?
0: Unbroken. Um, no.
1: It was about the war hero hero a couple of years ago, who um, Leo. Um, oh gosh, I'm not. I'm
0: blanking on his last name. Anyway, Mick Garris is married to Cynthia Garris, okay. whose father was the hero of Unbroken. whose wow. father grew two years and camps
1: and was in the ocean for 60 days with wow. sharks all down and the story is unbelievable look up the movie okay. so anyway that's the lineage is that Mick dear girlfriends friends tommy so that's why the names nice. were important and Miss Vinnie guestaferl not Vinnie guestaferl um uh, not stephen banks who played the part Cindy Quastafaro.
0: Yes, Cindy Kenya was her name in the credits. She played Annette, and uh, Roger Rose played Steven, and um, don't forget about um, what the hell's his name? Uh, Ron Palillo. Um, he played uh, oh, Alan gosh, Haas. It was,
1: was so good. Was he really? Okay. What's interesting though is Steven and Annette, Vinnie. Uh, I mean, uh, Cindy Guest- uh, Kenya and Roger Rose, whom I don't really know, but Cindy Kenya is like one of my best friends. Vinnie Guestafaro is still one of my best friends. Um, so they played our two best friends, Annette <laughs> and Stephen Banks.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> so all
1: the names come together.
0: That is it's hilarious. Really and so,
1: little Nancy. Little Nancy and the...
0: They, yes, uh, Courtney Vickery.
1: Yes, that was me. He named her Nancy and praying because it was me. I
0: heard of that actually. I actually heard that somewhere. That, is, funny though. that is hilarious. A, is, how, what is she doing, doing now? Huh? What is she doing now? I have
1: no idea.
0: Okay. And I I, I messaged uh Cindy and uh also uh oh, Vinny. Oh, what, uh,
1: what are
0: Cindy and Vinny? No, I I messaged them recently. Vinny um he's been giving me the runaround, but I know he's been having something going on. I think with his son or medical problems. Oh, oh I didn't know. I don't know I if it's a, I don't know if, I know his son was in the hospital he said, but I know he said he's like there was medical things going on personally. So he, he How like he, Huh? How recently? I messaged him last. Oh, we're supposed to have an interview like last month, and that's and he had to cancel.
1: Okay, I'm calling. I've not called him in a while.
0: Yeah. And you know why? I've
1: called him In a while? Why? For what? before.
0: Okay. That's so, why. so if you can ask him and Cindy both if they are willing to do an interview with me, that'll be awesome.
1: I totally will.
0: Awesome. Thank you. They so, said
1: they would. Remember, I did that bucket challenge. Uh, yes. The Doubtfire challenge. Yes. All those people were supposed to be in it with me. Really? And we don't have, we can edit this, please. I will.
0: And they all bailed. They all bailed. No
1: problem.
0: And I had to do it myself. Oh, I did the Doubtfire Challenge too. Greg Gilbert asked me when I was when he interviewed me.
1: Would you please send it to me? I'd love to see it.
0: Definitely. It's on his YouTube page, and I think it's also on my Facebook fan page. I'll send you the link after the interview.
1: Please do. Not a problem.
0: i Not a problem. So the next question I have for you is uh, what was your most memorable experience filming Friday the 13th Part 6 Jason Lives?
1: Um, filming or about the movie?
0: Uh, both. Let's do both.
1: Okay. Filming would be let me have a sip water please. <laughs> filming would be my head being viced under the mud with the regulator, the mud going down. And I heard them call lunch and for a second, I felt like I was going to (laughs) die. What if they forget me? What if they, I got claustrophobic to the, I mean, it was the most claustrophobic thing in the world, but then you hear them call lunch and you're still vice under the thing. That is the most memorable moment. Wow. The other one was, I, I don't even recall it being as, I mean, I know how scary it was, but my heart can go back to feeling that feeling of being Vice Thunder and them calling lunch in a second, thinking, I'm going to die in a Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> And that happened to me, too, in a Rod Stewart video. I, this was ridiculous. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay. I did a Rod Stewart video, and it was like, and what's weird is I can never remember the name, and when I was in London this summer, I saw a, uh, a documentary on, on Rod Stewart, and they right. played the video, I went, there it is, there it is, but I'll, I'll try to think of the name, um, but it was a kind of odd experience, but so we were doing the master, the first shot, and I was supposed to be the perfect, pristine Victorian girl, because so many girls that are after him, and they have girls in the windows, and they have girls here, everywhere. But I was like the good group or something. Right. So it took about three hours to do my hair. I had this lacy dress. I had all this stuff. And we start with the master, and the guitar player runs over, picks me up, and jumps in the pool with me, uh-huh. with his guitar. And as we jump in the pool, and I see his guitar, first I all in like, how many seconds does that take? Three? I have my whole life flash in front of me. I have, I'm going... This is just the sickest, I hate you, I can't believe you're, I'm gonna die in a Rod video. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die, and I was so mad because I never got any footage, like all you see of me in this video, right. is me diving in the pool and playing, I never got the turnaround on me, because he was singing to me, I never got any of that because nobody wanted to do three hours more of it. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, they changed out.
0: Wow! Oh my God! I know. That's crazy. I know. So, uh, can you give the readers some insight on what it was like working with the following actors? So we have Tom Matthews, Carrie Noonan, Renee Jones, Jennifer Cook, Tom Fridley, Darcy Demoss, and David Kagan. So I guess we could go one at a time. So, what about Tom Matthews?
1: I love him. On the set, I'm. Even though I don't see him so much, I'm, my heart is for Tom Matthews. I mean, I love him. He's grown into an amazing man. On the set, he was very, very busy. Right. So we, we'd it all of us, all the actors, because even if I wasn't working, it was all-nighters. Right. I'd come and hang out with them. So we'd be on that beach, and we'd have a big fire in between whoever was working. And we'd sit, and we'd just play
0: games, and we would play, like, Truth or Dare or... or right. But, you know, any
1: inappropriate game, and I got away with never having to play because I was the director's wife. So I got to eat so much junk. It was so much fun. (laughs) And I didn't have to do anything.
0: Nice.
1: I didn't have to reveal my secrets because they respected me.
0: Nice. (laughs) So what about Carrie Noonan?
1: Same thing. I love her guts. And we became friends until she moved. And she married, you know, from Gaelic Storm, Steve. Yep. And they played at our our. St. Patrick's Day parties a couple of times, and <laughs> until they moved, we saw each other. I, I just really respected, her, and she was such a, she was so much fun, and even at that time, I didn't see her staying in acting.
0: Really? I
1: saw her, you know, as, as a professor, because she was just so learned. I just couldn't, I, I just saw where she was going to go, and she did.
0: Right. So what I about uh, of, Renee Jones?
1: Renee, same thing. We just played. I really never, we didn't keep in touch because we just kept moving. When you go from thing to thing, you want to be close, but it doesn't always happen unless you work with them again.
0: Right, and I would love to interview her, not only because she was on Friday the 13th, but she's Dr. Lexi Carver from Days of Our Lives. I mean, come I on. <laughs> so what please about... Please don't... huh? do is she still? No, she's not. She died, um, she had, like, an inoperable brain tumor, and she died in Abe's arms back, I think it was, like, in 2008 or something. Well, you know what? She could come back. She still As could. daughter. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. Cause, uh, I, because uh, I asked my dad, because uh, uh, my dad, um last September, was diagnosed with a cancerous brain tumor, glioblastoma. When um, oh, they had to so do... Dewe- huh? i'm so sorry thanks uh this is last september and uh he ended yeah. up having to get emergency brain surgery the doctors gave him a month to live and here um two days after the surgery they removed 99 percent of the tumor and then he had a stroke two days later and they said the stroke was going to kill him he wasn't going to survive the stroke um they said if he does survive it he would he, he won't even be able to drive again he won't be able to really walk He'll, he, he won't be able to talk as much and whatnot um, almost a year later, um, he's cancer-free, he is driving, he's walking, he's talking, he drove two hours to come see me on highways. Um, oh he's, he, he's cancer-free, like, he's getting his memory back, he, he's, uh, he's telling time now, he's walking, he's doing everything. He's cooking. All say is God.
1: I'm
0: saying those are miracles. Exactly. Like that's, that's what exactly saying. what my parents said. I'm actually writing an, an autobiography on it, and it's called Christ Beat Cancer. Amen! Amen! <laughs> yep. <laughs> Definitely, definitely.
1: He's a healer. He's a healer. He really is.
0: Absolutely. I, mean,
1: I just I I just praise God. Praise God. I I'll be honored to read
0: it. I can't wait. It's it's pretty much done. I'm just waiting for my uncle to read over it to see if I lift, if I need to add anything. But, um he did tell me I have to add more about what the cancer type is. Plus um the neurosurgeon that did the surgery on my dad, he's going to write okay. the forward of the book. Oh I I know, that is great. He was like he was like all like he was like more than happy to do it.
1: Of course he was. Right. I mean, imagine being a part of such a miracle.
0: Exactly. So I
1: think mean, being a conduit of God's word. I just that just blows me away. I Please definitely send the father and your mother my blessings.
0: I definitely will. they they should be home actually in a not that within the hour I would say. Um so what about Jennifer Cook? How was she?
1: Lovely, wonderful, and I never saw her again. She was one that I just, uh, more to herself. She, really? was just, she was fun, she was great on the set, there was nothing, you know, just a lot of fun. But she had a lot of work, and so she was more to herself, I'd say. And she had a boyfriend at home. Okay. she wasn't part of any of those games either. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, when you have a boyfriend at home, you sort of don't hang out. And when I was there so much because of Tommy. Right. So, I was with everybody. Right. Not everybody was with everybody all the time, you know? Right,
0: yeah. And I, I mean, I know Jennifer was in the uh, Crystal Lake Memories documentary, and I don't know how they reached out to her. I would love to reach out to her. I would love to interview her, but I'm having trouble even locating her.
1: Um, I think Greg located her. Who did? Greg Gilbert. Did he? Yeah, I think he did.
0: Well, I'm going to ask him about that. I didn't really ask him about her, um, her yet, so I'm going to ask him and see what he says. That'd be great. I'm pretty
1: sure... I could try with my ungifted hands to figure
0: out how to... <laughs> so, uh, It's not
1: what i my giftings. It's not what i my gifting.
0: All right. So what about a Tom Fridley?
1: He was hysterical. <laughs> he was as funny. He was. Tom Fridley was that character. Was he really? And he still is. He still is. Every time he's supposed to show up at something, he's on his way. He'll be there in five minutes. I mean, it's hysterical. And he just never gets there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I I don't think I've seen him in forever, and he's always showing up at a different book signing or this or right. whatever. And uh, just I never really quite see him.
0: Oh. so how is Darcy Demoss? <laughs>
1: She's lovely, and I'm gonna try to have lunch with her next week.
0: Awesome. I actually sent her a list of my questions, so if you can uh ask her if she uh, if she looked at them at all cuz uh apparently she can't do a phone interview, I'm guessing, unless you can you can nudge her into one, but uh other than that, I gave her a list of the questions for her to fill out. She's so open.
1: Why can't won't she do a phone
0: interview? I don't know. She How just told me to know. send her a list of the questions and she would get back to me. So, I'm guessing she was going to from what I thought she was going to type them, like type them up and send them back to me. Wow. But That's I, She's very, very open. So maybe you can uh, let her know. Um, maybe you can let not her know for how you professional. Uh-uh.
1: No, I won't do it.
0: <laughs> quite, quite honestly, I've not seen her in a very
1: long time. I want to see her. So it's not like I have a
0: date with her. Right. I'm going
1: to call her and I'm going to try to get to with her. Oh. Of course, I'll.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And, and last. Anybody, huh?
1: Any, no, don't worry. What'd you say? Anybody that I do
0: know, I'll oh. bring it up. Sounds good. Thank you. And uh, last one I have is David Kagan.
1: He was hysterical. He is the actor's actor. <laughs> um, and he's an acting teacher now. And an actor as well. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> and so is Vinny. Vinny has a wonderful acting class as well. Nice. Uh, that's doing really well. Um, and I'm sure David says as well. I just don't know it. Um, never saw him after the movie. But he was just quite funny on the movie. He was just, like, such an actor. (laughs) And I think, you know, it was sort of like, I don't know. He's quite the actor.
0: Right. (laughs) So uh, in the scene where you are throwing out some comedy lines about Jason, were they in the script, or did you improvise your lines?
1: There was a wee bit of improvisation, but I believe, I don't recall what was, uh, I know most of them were scripted, but there were so things I would say that you don't know. And but the hole in the mud puddle was improvised because I couldn't get my card out. I could, I wanted, I was in my heart, i was screaming, cut the
0: tape, cut the tape. <laughs> and
1: Tommy wouldn't cut it because he liked me squirming in the mud.
0: Right. And that's the tape he used. Cut he used, of course. And that
1: was all improvised. Wait, 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 come on, wait, wait, That was all improvised begging Tommy
0: to cut the tape that's pretty funny because uh, I mean I think the best type of uh, of clips to use are the ones especially in those type of scenes are the ones where you know you're you're, look- you're looking like you're terrified you're squirming to get the money out and the credit card out I,
1: I'm terrified that he won't cut the scene and <laughs> I'll do it wrong. that's what I was terrified about it worked uh, it did it, worked. it is true that it was the funniest thing and got it to do that again, directly. <laughs> no, that was great. That was really, really good. I was. I was. That I was frustrated. I was sometimes he get frustrated because like I don't think I did it right, but right. he sees it and knows, and that's when you trust.
0: Right. So, um, in the scene, oh, wrong one. Uh, how was it like working with C. J. Graham? And did you ever have any experiences with C. J. outside of filming where he was just as Jason? And if so, how was? What was that experience like?
1: never been dressed like Jason around me. Okay. Um uh, in the movie he was he was he is, you know, he was a marine, so and this was his first movie and I think his only. Is okay. it was it his only?
0: I think it might have been.
1: Yeah, he didn't like it. Um uh, but he was the most polite, incredible gentleman in the world. Um because he really was concerned about me. And okay. really concerned like if he had to go near me or something I'm are you okay? Is this okay? Is this, I mean, I can't uh give a higher well, Tony Golden I can't, as well. Tony Golden was, it was his first movie as well. And um he was amazing too, a right. gentleman. And we had so much fun because he had just gotten married. Right. So I, when I hear him talk about his marriage and his kids, it yeah. just warms my heart because he just,
0: like a couple of months earlier, we had just, you know, a bit ago God, so it was kind of cozy. Right. Okay, I'm gonna stop the interview right there for a second. Uh, I have to plug my phone in. My phone's at five percent, almost done though. Then we can talk a little after if you want. It doesn't matter. I
1: like yeah. I'm getting ready to go do something.
0: That's fine. I mean, I just got home from a long drive, so I'm ready to relax too. <laughs> oh
1: no, I'm going to work. I'm trying to dress for my character.
0: Nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely send me the. Hold on a sec. I have to turn the volume back up on my phone. Okay. All right. So let's see. I'm almost done. Sure. Um. All of your scenes were filmed with Joe, uh, with Tony Goldwyn. So how was it like working with him?
1: Amazing. He was lovely. He um had just gotten married, so a lot of our conversations were about. Much ever (laughs) into his (laughs) family, which to me, I don't know why it wasn't nosier. That's why I should have asked the question. Just like he is an amazing
0: man, an amazing actor, he's proven himself time and time again. And I was his first girlfriend on film, so I'm kind of proud of myself. Let me see. Okay,
1: so he didn't choose me. He didn't choose me to be his girlfriend.
0: That <laughs> he is <was> true. Cast. <laughs> so, what was the best part of filming Friday the Thirteenth Part Part Six: Jason Lives, and what was the worst part of filming it? The
1: was, was the family aspect, uh, the fun we had outside. I like because we were on a night schedule ninety percent of the time. Right. And we're in the you know recesses of Georgia where there's nobody. Right. And so there we go on our day off, we'd go bowling all night, and right. just the people we'd meet, and it was, I, I, I just built a life there in the amount of time it took to film, and I don't know how long that was, but, like, I was into macrobi- macrobiotic diet, right. and there was a, one little store that was cafe that had that, so, like, I got to know them really well, Right. just Easter was around that time, so I got to play Easter money to all the actors, <laughs> and, I mean, just, we played. It was the, well, I have spent on a lot of them, praise God, but it was really a playful, fun set. Right. And it continued after, the grips, the, uh, everybody. We were all together. Like, the, the girls went somewhere. There was always grips, gaffers, and electricians behind them to make sure nothing happened.
0: That's good, though, because safety is always important on the set. I don't know if you've just seen recently, I don't um a, a TNZ posted um an article about the stuntman that was uh that was part of the Walking Dead and oh um and he ended up uh doing a stunt for one of the main characters and he was supposed to fall like 22 feet, and on like he would end up landing on this like like I guess mat or whatever this really like this you know inflatable air cushion or whatever and he ended up missing yeah. it by 2 inches and he ended up breaking his neck and he died My God, I hear too many of those stories. Really, I do, and it really annoys me. It frustrates. Oh
1: gosh, what I'm doing right now are people that are trying to bring sanity back to Hollywood, and really changing the topography of the way Hollywood works and taking care of the everyman like that. PAs work 22 hours, and they're they're the first on the set, the last on the set, and they're treated poorly, mostly not. not always, but you know what I mean? Yeah. They get paid nothing, and that bothers me. I think our hours, the hours should be cut, and people's wages, the high people, should, their wages should be cut, yeah. just so that you can work more sane, healthy hours, because if you don't, that's when kids get in accidents, yeah. that's when, you know, yes, I was honored that the Grips cared that much about us, and people cared so much that if we went somewhere, they wanted to make sure we were okay.
0: Right. I agree. I
1: That's it. I love that family. And I'd love to re-meet the Grips and stuff now. It would be very fun.
0: Right. So what was um, the worst part of filming it? Uh, huh? What was the worst part of filming Friday the 13th? I can't
1: think of anything.
0: What about uh, the mud scene? <laughs> I, oh, the worst, worst, worst. Okay, the mud scene was at least heated. Okay. okay?
1: do know it was 32 degrees with the wind chill factor 18 degrees wow I'm aware of that okay so it was freezing that was awful the worst part and I don't know if I've ever shared this did I ever share the showers before
0: no okay I had to
1: take a shower obviously before lunch and we were at a camp and it was a girls camp that had well I don't know it could have been guys camp I don't know but you know how <laughs> you have that stall shower and it's all tile yeah And it's 18 degrees. And they don't heat the water. Yeah. So to take that shower. To wash up for lunch. To know I have to go back in the muddle. Puddle. Right after lunch. How freezing cold that is embedded in my brain.
0: That is crazy.
1: Literally, I didn't get the mud out of my ears for like weeks. That's how bad it felt. The Georgia clay mud just seeps into every orifice of your body three weeks later i still had
0: it that is insane
1: so that would be the worst because it was so cold and awful but everybody's so nice about it you know what i mean right. there's all these there's a kind of picture for me from that film is that night of shooting um tommy has like an indiana jones hat on and i'm wrapped up like i look like a like a deer with doe eyes just staring up at him like right are you crazy like looking out at the crew or something It's just funny The visionary and the right. dough I don't
0: know what I call it But it is my picture of us from that movie Wow So two more questions for you the, This one is um. So it is definitely every fan's dream I know it's mine To star in a Friday the 13th film And especially to become a victim of Jason I don't want to survive I want to die by Jason I'm going to throw that out there Good <laughs> So uh, what are your thoughts You're and right. reactions Huh? <laughs> sounds great. So, what are your thoughts and reactions of being in a Friday the Thirteenth film, and more specifically, being a victim of Jason himself?
1: Um, honestly, at the time, I had no clue, of course, at all. Um. So, if there was nothing, it was only cozy and wonderful. So, like, I didn't have a clue as to what I was doing. Right. I didn't for many years because I just, you know, raising my kids and just doing stuff. I wasn't paying attention. Mm. And Tommy always did all the business end with that stuff. Right. So I wasn't aware that people really cared right. until I don't know how many years ago, but Crystal Lake, that's when I started realizing, oh my gosh, this is really something special. Right. So kind of really, really honored. <laughs> and honestly my death scene, I, I think it's brilliant. I am so thrilled, but i like
0: <laughs> but right. So the last question I have, and I'm gonna ask you this question before I ask the actual question: Are you ready to love me? Uh, I love you. Yes, I'm ready to love you. So, um, how about uh, you tell us a little bit about this uh, web series? Yep. Greenhouse arts
1: and media. The concept behind it is to live in Hollywood as an artist, or anywhere in the world, but any kind of artist, there's a unique quality to art, to the artistic part of our our being. And it makes us more quirky depending on how creative we are. So a lot of times we feel like Mm -hmm. odd, and I know I have felt so unique. I feel like a little unicorn 90% of the time,
0: <laughs> um, but if you find your identity,
1: and it is a Christ thing because we're Christ made us creative beings in His image, so right. we're supposed to be unique. And realizing that is what He's bringing together is a company of people that want to serve their talents, not to serve their success, because success will come or not come but being fruitful and using your talents to help other people is what it's about. So I started getting involved with them and I'm now writing and I just won best actress award from the from that. I believe will come become very large called the clappy from creative arts. And I was blown away. (laughs) I was blown away by the kindness of these people through them. Wrote a web series, and it's called. Uh, what is it called? Uh, <laughs> I know what it's called. Uh, Jack Marshall Can't Do That. It is by far the funniest script I've ever read. There's going to be 40 episodes shooting. So I play. Have you ever heard of Auntie Maine, that movie? Yes, I have. Okay, so I play Auntie Maine. Nice. And my first. Uh, it's a video of me being dead, willing to escape, and what he has to do for it. Right. Funniest, funniest, best actors. Um, I am so happy. We've done it for two years, and we're going to shoot 40 episodes. I believe it airs October second. And Jack Marshall can't do that. I, people are going to be blown away. And the actors that they've got are amazing. And I get to be so eccentric
0: that is awesome and we know that is awesome for you it's like a natural role for you because I always told Greg like I said that I, I love Nancy I love seeing her post I, love, I can't wait to talk to her because she's like she's very spunky she's she you know she loves people She I can just tell that she's the kindest woman that you could probably ever meet I love you
1: <laughs> I you I always forget to go to my Facebook. Once in a while, I'll respond. I don't even know sometimes who I'm responding
0: to. <laughs> well, the best part was that you, that Greg, uh, and I thank him so much because he, he's gave me so many connections. He mentioned you to me, and then you tried. he gave you my number. He tried. You tried calling me, and I was in bed because <laughs> it was late at night here, and I, I, I missed know. your call. I'm like, oh, my God, I miss Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh you end up messaging me. We end up talking a couple was it a couple weeks ago and you end up sending me that uh, sending me the book and I cannot wait to read it. I read bits and pieces of it. I haven't really dived into it and I cannot wait to read it. And I'm so grateful that I got to talk to you and I'm so grateful that I had it I got to interview you. I mean, this is literally an impromptu interview. I literally just got home from a 2-hour drive from work. <laughs> To I my parents' that. place, my lap, I just literally pulled uh, pulled in once you, uh, you messaged me, and I wrote back to you, and I'm unpacking my stuff while you're writing to me, and you're like, call me now, call me now! <laughs>
1: as soon as I saw your name, a message of the guilt went through me so bad that I blew it the last interview, that I just went, oh my god, he's, I've got to talk to him now, we can't make dates we've just got to do it it's gonna be done
0: now, right. be here now. <laughs> and the I thing know. the thing a lot of people don't understand about these interviews um is that there's a lot of prep work a lot of people even at my job don't understand that there's so much prep work i have to write the questions up think of the questions and then write them up and then i have to like check the microphone like for this this interview was so impromptu i didn't have my paper with me that i had printed out i had a, look thankfully my questions were on my laptop saved <laughs> And then on top of that I had I didn't even get to check the mic, so hopefully I'm sure the interview is recording perfectly Because I could see the bars moving, so but I mean I didn't even get to do any mic check and didn't do it it was like all sudden <laughs>
1: do a complete redo and it will be perfect and i do know the hard work it takes to go into this i really do yeah Um, as i told you my dad also did sound effects and he also wrote books and he also Hmm. the the amount of work goes in a comedy writer i'm going into anything you do you think it's nothing but
0: then you try
1: it for a day it's people think acting is easy it isn't hitting your mark
0: yeah. Difficult. Exactly. And my like my one coworker told me he's like, but all you have to do is just write up a couple questions and ask them it. You know the movies well. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't want to ask them lame ass questions. I want to think of questions that are going to that are going to benefit the readers who's going to want to buy my book. Who the questions I I want the questions I ask, I don't I ask some that you might have been asked already, but I like to find questions that are unique that I'm thinking of. So that yeah. so the readers that buy my book are going to learn something new, not hear repeats that they hear in documentary over documentary
1: agreed I fully agree and I think you asked some very good questions
0: thank you very much
1: and I, I said more than I should probably because I always do uh, and I'm grateful Scotty and I look forward to meeting
0: you thank you I I really want to meet you someday so I really I really look forward to that when that time comes <laughs> well, it will. Definitely. we will
1: have to do a, a book signing in California, I'm sure.
0: Yes, I have to. Especially once my encyclopedia comes out, I think a book signing on the Ultimate Slash Movie Encyclopedia will be an amazing book signing to have.
1: Oh, and there's a couple of places you should have it. Well, first off, you should have it at Universal Studios. I I don't know why they had a, that's where Crystal Lakes one was and it was like yeah. all lit up it's just a great place that's cool or there's and there's little bookstores like Dark Delicacy there that a lot of book signings are there that's that would cool. be a cool place to do we'll get you book signings you just get the book
0: that we'll sounds get- good once the book comes out you can get me a book sign set me up with a book signing I'll be more than happy to come out there
1: done <laughs> uh, I I, will get that. Uh, I I don't know how but I will those things I can do. Sounds great. I mean, I'm good
0: with the computer. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nancy, for the readers, or the listeners, I should say, at this point, because I'm going to be posting about a five to six-minute sneak peek on my fan page. Um, oh. Just so you know, if you want to hear the full interview, I'm going to put this part, the ending, right now in the sneak peek. Um, if you want to hear the full interview, you can read it in my Ultimate Slasher Movie Encyclopedia. I'll, you can like my fan page at www.facebook.com slash author and... You will be able to keep updated on where I'm at with the book. Um, this interview is going on an hour, and I'm going to limit it down to five minutes, which is going to be very hard because you gave me a lot of good material. Oh,
1: I love you so much. Thank <laughs> I love
0: you too, Nancy. <laughs> thank,
1: thank you. Thank you. I'm really grateful for nope. people such as yourselves, and, and please send my prayers and my best regards to your parents, and I'll be praying, and I'm so grateful that worked out. And um, thank you. And please, again – Check out Greenhouse Arts arts and Media. It really is changing the topography of Hollywood to make it friendly and loving and a warm place to come, not a cold disconnect. I
0: (laughs) I definitely will check that out, and um, I will put that in my – also, um, I don't know if you have any say in this. Um, Actually, I'm going to stop the interview now quick, though, but I want to ask you something off the record.